Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Welcome to Wonderful and Strange. I'm PJ. I'm Celia. And this week we are doing 2009's Orphan, directed by Jum Colette Serra. I'm not sure I've pronounced that right. No, I'm not sure. But hey, I'm not sure either. You know, it was worth a try. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. So yeah, still on lockdown. Mm. Who knows when we're going to be released? Well, hopefully I soon. I don't know. I hope it's soon. No. Yeah. Someone needs we'll to see. tell that to COVID. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. So, yeah, ugh. Yeah, but a vaccine is coming out. Well, I don't know when it's coming out, but apparently the trials are looking good, so... Oh, well, I think they're reckoning... I feel like... They're reckoning, the like, team... spring next year, spring, summer, maybe. Oh, yeah, I think. okay. Mm. Yeah, the team who need, who invented it needs to have some sort of... Like, they need to make a new award... Oh, yeah. Like a pandemic kind of... They at least need, like, you know, a high five or something when we're allowed. Yeah. To be like, like well done, like guys. Sort of I think there's two companies. Award. From what I've heard, there's two companies, I think, that have developed one. So it'll be a race to see who gets there first, because I reckon whoever releases it, they'll make a fortune. Like, pharmaceutical yeah. companies to release stuff like that. It's big money, so... Wow. Yeah. yeah. We shall see. We'll see. I know, right? Oof. Crazy. Crazy times. That could be me. That could be me in a few years. That could be you one day. I know, right? Yeah, Getting well... Medical recognition award. Forget a bloody you job. You could medis, couldn't you? <laughs> 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 Bastards, but for NHS... Just for NHS, yeah. That would be good. 
the like little that. COVID test. Is that not what like the the Nobel Prize is? I think so. Does the kind Nobel of. Prize, and this might be imaginary, but do they have a ceremony with hundreds and thousands of candles? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't feel think like they so. have a ceremony where there's lo- the room's full of candles, and I don't know if I've just completely imagined oh. this or if it's true. Oh, I don't know. No, I've never I heard like of I this. I feel like I could win a Nobel Prize for just, like the stupidest questions. <laughs> <laughs> it's in- intimate knowledge of random facts. Yeah, Which, yeah. yeah, but to be fair, the fire door one might save our lives one day, so that was good. I like that one. That's my favourite. What was the fire door? That they oh, open outwards. Fire doors. Yeah. 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 I had a weird dream last night. I, I feel like I need to. Right. Well, Rob basically said to me, he was like, you need to stop watching horror films. And I was like, yeah, probably. Mm. But I'm not gonna. So I had a dream that I was trapped in Jeffrey Dahmer's house. And I had to oh. like kick, I had to kick a window in and escape, and it was all quite stressful. But then the dream changed to me going to Costa and getting some kind of strawberry milkshake. Ooh! It was weird. It was like it was, was like a real my brain. Of circumstances. Yeah, it was like my brain was like, I think I'm dreaming. I don't like this dream. I'm going to change it. We're going to Costa. Mm. <laughs> it's really weird. And I woke Costa's up and I was like, place. what? I was like, what? That's weird. And then, and then Rob came up and I was like, I had a really weird dream. And I was like, well, I, I had a nightmare. And then it sort of started into a nightmare. And then I ended up in Costa. And it was like, I don't know what's happening right now. Yeah. You need to stop watching horror films. And I was like, well, that ain't going to happen. Night. You're more likely to go to Costa. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, I'm going to go back to sleep. And he was like, right, okay. It's really weird. I think lockdown's getting to me. <laughs> well, could be. I think it is. Oh, oh dear. So, yes, this week we did Orphan, 2009, scored a 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb and directed by Jaume Collette Serra, if I have pronounced that correctly. Mm. I'm not sure. If I haven't, I apologise. I've never heard it spoken out loud. I've only seen it written down. (laughs) So, the synopsis is, Kate and John Coleman are rebuilding their troubled marriage after the loss of their baby. The couple adopt nine-year-old Esther. Their trouble is only just beginning. Dun, 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 dun. Sure is. It is. So, yeah, before we start, there will be spoilers in this one. So if you've not watched it, I suggest you watch it first. Because there's a big twist. Uh, Yeah, I liked it. I was reading about it. Mm. Apparently there's... Uh, there's um, it was based on like, a true story. Really? Yeah. It was based on a true story, but I'll get into that later because, uh, yeah. yeah. See, I thought, I didn't think it was bad. Yeah. But there were some bits that I didn't like Mm. because I didn't like the bit where the girl fell on the slide and hit her ankle on the slide and then she was crying. What, that horrible girl who was picking on her? I was like, she didn't really deserve to be shoved off a thing, but I was like, she is a little bitch and she needs a good slap from her mum. Maybe not a shoving off her. Adventure it playground. Was, it was more the ankle on the slide. I just, oh, yeah. That is like as bad as saw. Something about, oh, ankles. Oh, oh dear. Ugh. Oh, friend. <laughs> was it oh. in any blood? Still, ugh. It's a bit, yeah, it is a bit icky, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah we start. So, I quite like the uh, the beginning of the, um, the titles because it's like a dark title, but then it kind of goes UV and all this UV paint comes mm. on. 
which is apt for later on. And I quite liked it. I just thought it looked cool. It starts with a nightmare. So Kate is having a nightmare about having a baby and losing a baby, basically. It's, it's really horrible. And it's, yeah, and it's, it's kind of nice. like she she's like being wheeled to theatre and she's bleeding and stuff and she's kind of freaking out. And it, but it's like one of those situations where everyone else is calm, like it's the most yeah. normal thing in the world, and she's like, something is happening, like something is wrong kind of thing. Yeah. And like there's like a husband filming her. She's, yeah, he just keeps filming. Yeah, but like nothing's like, happening because I was like, agony, is this, yeah. when I first saw it, I was like, is this actually happening? And I was like, no, this can't be happening because it's too weird. Well, I obviously assume this was actually happening. And then she... Um, yeah, she she's like screaming in agony and they're trying to get this baby out and it's really it's all very horrible and then she wakes up so you're like, Oh yeah, thank God that is a nightmare. But you kinda of sense that that's not the first time that she's kinda of woken up like that. Cause yeah. she it's kind of a she kind of she gets up, she looks in the mirror and you see that she's got like um a, a C section scar. So you're like, Maybe she has had a baby at some point. And she takes some medication and then just sits on the bathroom floor. So I thought that she's woken up like this before yeah. and has had to sort of calm herself down before going back to sleep, obviously. So when you, if you have to sit on the bathroom floor, it, you're in a bad position. There's always You're always yeah. either extremely distressed or ill if you have to sit on the bathroom floor. Yeah, that's it. You're in distress or you're ill. Yeah, or I suppose you could, I mean, if the bathroom was huge, I or, suppose. Or you've had a really, really hot bath and you're too hot, because that's happened before. That makes you faint, doesn't you have it? To, you have to sit on the, because like, we've got a tile floor, so it's always quite cool. So if you get too hot, you yeah. can sit on the tiles and just be like, just cool that's down a second. Cool yeah, so yeah. yeah. So then that's it, not the case here, though. It is not the case here. She's clearly in not distress. Quite. So it cuts to her going to therapy. And you find out that she is still grieving and she had a stillbirth. So obviously the nightmare is her reliving this stillbirth that she had. And then she she starts talking about that she's going to see some kids to adopt, but she doesn't know whether she's ready yet for this or not. And, And wondering whether the dream was kind of a, you know, am I actually ready to do this or not? And then she starts saying that she drove by a wine shop. She wanted to go in, but she didn't. I like how she referred to it as a wine shop as well. Yeah. Went to a wine shop, didn't Where go do they in. they live? Burgundy? Apparently, yeah. The wi- Apparently so. I re- it's snowy Burgundy. When, when she goes to the wine shop later on, it's just a, li- a, a liquor store. But I wanted, yeah. it, I wanted it to be called wine shop. Wine shop. <laughs> I'd have loved it. I'd have loved it, but it didn't. But... Yeah, she's kind of saying she wanted to go in and, and all this up, but then her a therapist saying, yeah, but you recognise the fact that you wanted to go in and you didn't, didn't. so that is a, yeah. a step forward. And she um, thinks she, talk, she talks about, like, what if I have guests and they want a drink and all this. Like, it's yeah, that kind of... like, a, a bottle in there. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of that kind no, of that excuses of... Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's kind of an excuse of why you would want it there, but obviously you can't have it in the house because you drink it and that's bad. So a, a therapist basically saying, well, you need to you need to sort of have a look and decide are you actually ready for this or not. 
and and that's like mm. that's kind of that. She she goes to pick up her daughter who we learn is deaf because she's signing about her. She's drawn a butterfly, hasn't she? And she's like, yeah. oh, it's a really nice butterfly. And she's kind of doing ASL. And when she's driving home, she kind of drifts off and doesn't look at the road. This is the first time of many times that she does not look at the road in this film mm. whilst driving. That's almost more frightening than the orphan, the driving. To be fair, it's pretty bad. This time, she she runs a red light and a truck nearly takes her out. So she's like, oh, and then she's like, are you okay to the kid? And she, the kid's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm cool. <laughs> that kid, that kid is so chill. It's unbelievable. Like, there's a bit where the car like careers down a hill, yeah. and she's absolutely fine until the mum's like, oh my god, are you all right? And then she's like, ah, <laughs> but she's fine. She's that little girl. I like her. She's so cute. She's yeah, so she's cute. Oh, I love her. So she gets home. She's called Max. Is the little girl. And it cuts to the mum, Kate, and she's playing piano and it looks like she's writing music. So I assume that's kind of her job. She's a she's yeah. a music, a musician. That's the one. Have you, have you noticed that a lot of the time, horror films that involve families... The mum's a musician? All, yeah. Why? Well, they've, they've always got like great jobs. Like One of them's an architect and one of them's like a professional composer. And like, where are the horror stories about people who like work at... Like Halfords and we should um, write a bricklayers. I'll tell you what, Shaun of the Dead, because they yeah, work at Foray Electric. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But yeah, and we should write a like... horror film about working in retail. Yeah. Why not a horror film set in like like the world of deep sea salvage? Deep or... sea salvage. Like a Scottish post office or. Just anywhere. Other a than Scottish post office. That is very, very specific. Yeah. A, a pub. That's Shaun of the Dead a again. Pub? Oh, that'd be because you could have loads of like regulars. Yeah. Yeah, you could have like. I can see like a, a, a British indie film being set in a pub. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should write a script. Well, maybe so. How hard could it be? A special writer should write it. Yeah. Need to find someone who can yeah. write. I don't think we'll I could do it. The, uh, we'll give it where they just the ideas, people. Like we'll yeah, just give we, you the idea, but you put it out. Dialogue. Yeah. No. We'll give it to uh, Lee Wanell or something. He can write yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah so she's writing this music and she hears this thudding and it's Max playing with a ball. So she kind of goes a that, bit sick. Like, at her. That was me when I was. Like, I used to do that and used to drive my mum mad. I can imagine that you would do that <sighs> and drive your mum yeah, mad. Yeah, I used to just do stuff that was noisy when I was little and had obviously no concept that it was noisy. <laughs> I love it. That's so funny. <laughs> so yeah, so she goes outside and she goes sick at her because she's like, "I'm trying to work. Can you stop?" Yeah. And she's angrily signing at her daughter and she's like, Ooh. "So." Then this the son and dad arrive and she sort of says hi to the son and he kind of ignores her and goes in like little boys do. They're like, I'm not bothered about this. I'm too cool to say hi to my mum. Yeah. yeah, and then and then like the dad starts playing ball with Max, so then she just looks like the bad guy kind of thing and she's like, oh, alright then. So she goes back in. Then it cuts to Max is going to bed and then she's taking her hearing aids out, which is important for later. She takes them out. Yeah. I don't think I could do that. Like, I'd need to be able to hear. But then again, she does say at one point she only has them so she could read lips. Mm. So 
Yeah. They might be uncomfortable if she sleeps on her side. I suppose it's like having like an earphone in or something, isn't it? It'd probably yeah. annoy you. So so she's sat yeah, so she I think the the sound design then kind of it all fades out to nothing, doesn't yeah. it? Just briefly, so it's kinda of like she cannot hear anything. And then her mum starts reading this book which like got me and I was like, Oh, it's really sad. And it's like a I'm assuming it's like a book about how basically like she would have had a sister but now she's in heaven so mm. and she's kind of signing along with her and, and I was like oh that's really sad and then yeah. and then like she asks she's like is Jessica an angel and she's like yeah she's a beautiful angel and then it's kind of a like I wish I could have met her but she's in heaven which I learned heaven was this I'm doing the sign to you ah. yeah I thought yeah. that was really sweet and then it cuts to her writing in a diary so she's got all these big pages of writing that she's got about everything. Texie's meds from a cabinet that she had before. And then I put husband mirror scare. I hate this trope in films where somebody puts a mirror and they're always bloody well there. Who do who does that? Do not do that. Do not sneak up behind me. That's how you end up getting an elbow to the face. Stuff like that reminds me when one time I was watching Come Dine with me. And you know how the guests have a snoop whilst the, the host is cooking? Yeah! Oh, yeah. I can't so do with that. Done, she put loads and like hundreds of marbles in her bathroom cabinet so that when the people were nosy and snooped in her bathroom cabinet, which out. is properly rude to snoop in someone's <laughs> house, all these marbles were like... <laughs> that was a, the floor. I, it made this like massive noise because they were landed in the sink. That's so and, good. Oh, it's perfect. That is a perfection. I love it. guests are going to be nosy. Lay a trap. What are you gonna? What are you gonna find in a bathroom cabinet? Some toothpaste yeah, and a toothbrush. Like, oh, I can see what Ooh. diseases you had last year and close it. It's like well, that's that's just rude. It's just yeah, I don't get it. I'd never, I'd never do that. I'd never think of like opening people's cupboards no, and stuff because I because no. I I I feel weird about stuff like that. It's weird. I like I it. Not fry. I don't no. mind like like. If I don't mind like looking around someone's garden because I feel like gardens like public property. Yeah, almost. that's that's different. Not but like when you're like opening the cupboards and stuff, it's dead. It's just oh, weird, yeah, isn't it? I'd go around and look at someone's flowers in, in the garden. Yeah, that's like, fair. That's nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's nice. Nice flowers. Yeah. So so yeah so she she's kind of. She's kind of talking to her husband and she's like, I need to stop feeling like this. I need to get a grip. And then there's the sort of, she's sort of saying that she's got a lot of love to give from her child that she wants to give to another child who mm. needs it, which I think is a really nice sentiment, to be fair. Like, for adopting. I think yeah. that's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So... Because also, you wouldn't want this film to put people off adoption. And I'm sure it's... I know. Like... <laughs> sensible people off adoption no but it's like there's this always this kind of idea that if you adopt a child they'll be like a secret like villain it's like yeah i think think films portray it because it's creepy there is kind of it's not quite like that there is that kind of sort of view of like you know you you don't know what what the child's been through and how they are going to behave and and stuff like that and i think it does kind of go down that route but obviously it takes a different turn well, yeah. later on but yeah. yeah so they cut they cut to this orphanage and it's like run by nun people nuns are they nuns 
They look like nuns. Yeah. I think they're nuns. I really liked the main... I didn't catch her name. Um, oh, she was nun. so nice. She was lovely, she wasn't was she? I... Well, we'll get into it later, but I wasn't but, pleased. And then they're talking, they're talking about the uh, the snow, the snowmen. But she said, he says, "Oh, look at the snow orphans," and then he's like, no "Snowfins." <laughs> and the mum, you can tell the mum's like a bit overwhelmed by it all, but she's yeah, kind of yeah. And he's oh, just if someone's a bit overwhelmed, don't make a joke. I know some people like to use humour as a like yeah. to relieve tension, but it doesn't always work. No. It, it just I think irritates the, me. I feel like the dad is just clueless about everything in this film and he just mm. doesn't, he just ignores everything. And I feel like the main takeaway of this film for me is always listen to your wife because she is right. And if always she says something's going listen on, listen to people, yeah. Something's going on. But it's that kind of trope in, in horror films, isn't it? Where like the, the wife is never believed. It's really annoying. Mm. So, so they go, they go in. New hot and iced sunrise batch coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend, brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset, and even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard or rehung. Enjoy a medium, hotter, iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. And he ends up going to the loo and he's wandering around and he hears singing coming from another room. So he goes uh, in... Oh, I was like, oh, here we go. He follows this... This is how it starts. He follows this, this singing and he meets this little girl called Esther. And she's actually really... She's really cute, I think. She's really oh. sweet. She's lovely. And she's painting. She's sat by herself and she's painting. And he's kind of asking her what, like, oh, you painted these. These are really nice. And then she starts saying, well, they're all kind of a story that I tell. So she's painting a, I think she's painting like a lioness and and she's lost her cubs. Yeah. And then, but then she, then she says that she falls asleep. And while she's asleep, the cubs find her. Or so it's something the like that. The painting was good. I was, it was like, really good. The the young actress is not actually painting that. You can tell. But that whoever's painting that is yeah not well, obviously we've all disrespect to the actress, but it's just the way it was done. I was like yeah. yeah. But she but she tells she tells this thing and she's she's quite mature for her age and sort of a bit of an old soul. Mm. Some might say yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the mum comes and then they're kind of saying, why aren't you down with the other kids? And she's like, well, no one really talks to me because I'm different and and all this kind of stuff. And and they kind of like bond with her instantly and you can see that like yeah. they're going to take yeah, her because they're like, like yeah. she's yeah. great. And then and then the, um, the nice head nun woman is sort of going through paperwork and stuff and she says like, um, I think she's from Russia. Her family died in a house fire. Did she say she'd been there three weeks? No, she didn't. I put three weeks, but I know why. Because they were like, it'll be three weeks and then you can Uh, adopt her. That was it. And they're saying, like, she's really bright, she's well-mannered, blah, 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 she's great. And then they're like, great, yes, we'll take this child. Perfect. We will adopt this one. So then it cuts to Esther getting picked up and going home with the Colmans. And it's all very nice. And she's learning sign language in the car to say, Hi, Max, my name's Esther. Because obviously yeah. she's deaf and I thought that was really sweet. Um, and she's like really excited to get there and 
like when she gets in the house she's like oh it's beautiful and all this sort and you're like oh it's really nice the son's a little less sort of enamored with her oh, at this yeah. point i think he's a little bit rude at this point but you know yeah i think it just kind of shows that that some kids adjust differently to what's going on yeah. kind of thing yeah so she says yeah she says hi to max and and signs that her name's Esther and she gets really, really excited that she's learned that for her, which I thought yeah. was really cute. I was like, oh, you're so cute. Then it cuts to, I don't know if it's like her birthday or something or or they just get her presents for moving in, I don't know. A she gets presents. Yeah, she gets like um, a book on ASL sign language. Yeah. But, and then I think she gets like a... Um, a dress or something like that and she's unwrapping him and going oh thanks this is great and then in the meantime in the background the son's playing on guitar hero and going dad dad look at this and he's like yeah yeah that's great uh whatever the child ignore <laughs> ignore mm. the other child. Ignore. yeah it's like I, I, yeah it's tricky it's difficult being a parent isn't it i imagine it is i'm not one yeah. so i don't know <laughs> so then it, it cuts to the Little lad going to the treehouse with his mates. That treehouse is probably about as big as my house. It's palatial. It's massive. I know, right? It's off the chain, as people say. I've never said that before. Who says that? that. (laughs) I've never said that. Who says that? I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, so they've got, he's got like a secret under floorboard stash of nudie mags. And then, so they're all just in in this treehouse, just being boys. Then it cuts to, I think it's the mother-in-law of the wife, mm. because she's she. I think they're making like tea or something, and then and she's kind of saying, "How's how's Maxine? Does she remember?" And then she's like, "No, no, she doesn't remember about anything." And then she's saying about she was at Yale, but she got fired. Yeah. So now she's teaching at home, and then it's and then she's saying that I'll go to A. If you need me to, but like I stopped drinking, I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. But you can tell, obviously, something's happened. She's been drunk. There's been an accident, and it's got to the point where obviously she's not been coping at work either. So she's been let go yeah. from a job. Yeah, it's not a very easy situation, is it? Yeah, and then it cuts to it's the night times. There's thunder and lightning. The uh, husband and wife decide to get a bit amorous but get interrupted because there's a knock at the door saying that we're scared. We're scared of the thunder and lightning. So we need to sleep with you, parents. <sighs> so they're like, right, okay. Then it cuts to the next day. The dad's going to work. Kids are going to school. And Esther comes down in this kind of... It's like all... It, it's like it's it's not old-fashioned, but it's kind of old-fashioned... It's dress. not the typical it's not... outfit. Yeah, because like, the mum's like, oh, you, you're not going to wear those jeans that I got you? And she's like, oh, I feel comfortable in this, so I'm going to wear this. And I was like, good for you. You do what you want. She's like, yeah, I don't care. But then she said, I think she says to her, like, I thought you said there was nothing wrong with being different. And she's like, yes, I did say that. So <laughs> I guess that's what you're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> so then she... She gets to school and I hate that they always do this, like when there's a new person in class, they're like, everyone, this is a new person, new person in the class. Can they not just let them go in and sit down and just get on? Yeah, yeah. 
I'd I'd rather that like but then obviously like there's that little girl who's like little bo peep called she wants a dress back and I was just like you think you're well funny you don't you? Ugh children They're just mean aren't they? There is a reason that children do not like have their own stand up and it's because they're never funny when they're trying to be funny. Yeah they're just they're only funny when they're just being themselves. Mm. So Yeah, so then it cuts to it cuts to them that I don't know where they live, but they live in some kind of palatial place where there's like a wood and a lake and Oh, it's wonderful. It's very nice. Yeah. But they're playing near the water and the mum goes mad and she's like, What have I told you? Get away from there kind of thing. So obviously she's had an accident near there at some point. She's like, Don't play near there, you're not allowed. Then it cuts to the little boy, Trevor, who is paintballing cans and there's a pigeon that's parked where he's shooting. So he decides to shoot it. And I was like, that is quite a worrying trait. That's low. That Don't ever do I that. Was like, I know good. it's about the, the orphaned girl, but I was like, you want to just have a look at him because mm. I think he shows a bit of a, a sign of being a bit wrong. He doesn't really have a caring sort of... No. So he, shoot, he shoots this little pigeon and it's kind of injured and then she comes and says put it out of its misery because you've shot it and he was like I didn't mean to I didn't think it had hurt him I think you did I think you did because you you made that choice to shoot it so but he won't do it he's like I can't do it so she basically gets a rock and smushes this pigeon oh she she's not She's very matter-of-fact about it. And then she's yeah. like, it's fine, it's in heaven now, I've sorted it out. And then, then like, Max is a bit like, okay then, what just happened? Bit weird. Then it cuts to she's been run a bath by the mum. So she goes to the bathroom but locks the door. And then the mum's like, we don't lock doors in this house. And she's like, well, I always used to do it at the orphanage. I don't want people to see me. Which well, If you're having a bath... If, depending on your age, yeah, you should be allowed to lock the door. But obviously, young children aren't able to bath. Yeah, because bear in mind but... she's meant to be like eight. Well, I don't, I don't know what the sort of common then, practices with that. But I think thing. she kind of uses it as a kind of. I did it at the orphanage because there was a lot of people yeah. and. Yeah. Which yeah, so she's like, I'll sing, so you know I'm fine. So she's in the bath singing away, <laughs> and then the mum's putting her washing away. And uh, she finds, like, one of the drawers sticks a bit. So yeah. she unsticks it and finds, like, um, a Bible, I think it is, with a little photo of a man poking out of it. But she just puts it back and yeah. that's it. And then uh, she leaves. But then you see Esther sort of peering around the door. So you're like, mm, did she see that or not? I'm not sure. Then she's at school. She's at school and she's still getting picked on. She's getting picked on by Trevor's friends this time and he doesn't do anything to to stick up for her. Because obviously he's kind of... I think he's like, well, she's adopted. She's not actually my sister. I'm not bothered. But I thought if if that was Max and your mates were doing that to Max, like, would you, you know, would you stick up for her kind of thing? Well, how would he feel if... People were, like, knocking his books out of his hand and no one stood up for him. I don't think he'd like it. I think it's that girl again as well, that horrible girl who was mean to Mm. her before. She knocks knocks this book out of her hand, which the mum found. All the papers go all over, so she's trying to pick everything up. And you notice she's got, like, um, she's got a ribbon on her neck. 
and yeah. at a risk which she never takes off because I think they say that somebody tried to tick him off once and she yeah. lost her shit like basically it. so yeah. she says oh what's this is it a collar or something like that and she grabs it and then basically Esther just screams the place down she absolutely has a freak out session then it cuts to her having a piano lesson with the mum and then she kind of uses that time to like say the teacher told me what happened um are you all right do you want to talk about it and she was like oh you know it's nothing whatever and then she says that she's got her a present and it's a in a book because she said i've got one that i write everything down in and she said thought we could use it to make a scrapbook and it's kind of the start of like the family and her coming into the family it's really nice actually yeah. i thought it was really sweet yeah. and then and then nesta sort of says who's jessica because max talks about her a lot i don't like who is it kind of thing so she shows her that they've got this rose tree i've called it like a greenhouse slash conservatory because it's kind of not either but it's kind of both because it's part of the house but kind of a yeah it's weird but anyway so she's got if you obviously if you're a yale professor you could obviously afford i wondered if he's an architect and he's designed that house Uh, because it's very yeah yeah so there's this big like rose tree with white roses on it and she says we scattered her ashes there so when this grows it's kind of a part of her is is there and then and then i think esther cries and says that she's a great mum and i was like oh it's really sweet like they've really bonded that's nice that's lovely and then so the mum then at night she's talking to the dad and saying like she really opened up to me today i think you know this is going great it's brilliant blah 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 yeah then Dad wants to fool around while the kids are asleep. So they start having sex in the kitchen. They headbutt each other <laughs> at one point. It's all very awkward. Yeah, then, of course you do. And then they look up and Esther's there watching them. So that's Ugh. a bit of a mood oh, killer. that's weird. She just walks off. She just looks and just walks off. Walks off. Off she goes. And yeah. then it cuts to the next day where the mum's like, I think we need to talk about last night. And then it's like, we're going to have the talk. We're going to have the sex talk. When mummies and daddies love each other very much, they like to express themselves and children should never see it, etc. Yeah. And then basically, kid just looks at her dead in the eye and says, I know, they fuck. That's all she says to her. And she's (sighs) like, what? And then she's telling the dad and she's like, she knew what it meant. I don't know where she's got it from. I don't know. And then he he just ignores it because he ignores everything that she says. It'll be fine. It, yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. Whatever. Don't you worry. And then I think she starts talking about, like, maybe she should go to a therapist because we don't know what she's had to deal with well, in her life. Well, that's it, yeah. Etc. Fair enough. But the dad's like, just play it down. Don't matter. It'll be fine. Then it cuts to the playground where uh, Dad's with Esther and Max, I think, and Bully Girl is there with her mum. Yeah. Who is flirting with the dad, wants to help her move a chair, and I was like, that's the weirdest child plan I think I've ever heard. <laughs> Come to my house and move a chair. Is that a euphemism? A I don't know. Whatever. If it is, it's not exactly very... Um... It was weird. It was weird. It was like full on, but not at the same time. And he sort of laughs it off and he's like, okay, yeah, that's a bit weird. And then they're on this like adventure playground thing. 
That adventure playground was like the most elaborate adventure playground park I'd ever seen. It certainly was. It was amazing. It was massive. So she's like climbing to the top and going on to this slide, but she kind of looks a bit caged as this bully girl. Basically what happens is Esther shoves her out of the thing and she falls. Oh, I didn't like this bit. Falls and hits her. I mean, she was a nasty girl, but it was just where her ankle just whacked on the slide. On the slide, yeah. She yeah she falls hits her ankle probably breaks her ankle so she's crying I away. So. But Max sees that she was up there. Yeah. And then it cuts to it cuts to dinner and then they're like so uh, did you push Brenda then? And then I was like hang on a minute Brenda, Brenda. not a child she's called Brenda that kid not a child's she, name. Brenda's not a child. Brenda's forty eight and she works at a bank. Absolutely is. Yeah. Yeah, and nothing she, against Brenda. Brenda's a great it's, name, but it's not. I a think child's Brenda's name must have at been children moment. at some point, but I just do not oh, see yeah. it as a child's name. It's really strange. Yeah, it's like little baby Colin. I can't imagine little a baby, baby Colin. Colin. See, when I imagine Colin, I imagine a miniature schnauzer that will be yeah. my pet. Yeah. Because of spaced. But then I also I can't imagine like an elderly person with a name like Beyonce or whatever. They're like, yeah. you know how names yeah. trend each it's year? It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. What so, was the trending name? Like, it was an unusual one recently, I can't remember. There'll be a lot of Game of Thrones ones, I reckon. Oh, yeah, that was it. Daener- Daenerys and Arya and all that lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's In weird. Like 80 years. I don't like Game of Thrones, Daenerys. but I don't think I'd call my child like, Daenerys. No. No. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. it's probably not the worst name. It's not. Aria's quite nice, but even yeah. then, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's always a, a decision if you name your child after a character yeah. in a TV show. It needs to be something recently. that's going to, like, last. like an older one, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because what if next year you have a new fave show? And then you've got a child that's called Daenerys and you're just like, what am I doing? Yeah. What have I done? I'm going to change your name. It's like in 1999, <laughs> there would have been loads of... Girls called Buffy. Yeah. And now it's like obviously it's it's still a good show, but now it that's Yeah. I wonder how many people name the child Buffy. Wow. That's amazing. I love that. (laughs) So so yeah, so basically she said I did not push her, she slipped. She slipped on the thing and fell. And then to be fair, it did look really icy on that slide. Mum, I mean, I know that didn't happen, but that slide looked like a death trap anyway. It did, did it, yeah. And the mum's yeah. like, Max, did you see? And she's like, she slipped. That's all I'm saying. So she covers for her, like. And then the son's just being a dick. And then saying, why is she act like that? Why Why don't you be normal and all this lot? And then they're like, apologise to your sister. And then he's like, she's not my fucking sister. So then dad... He's like, right, I'm locking your treehouse until you apologise because you're being a little dick and I'm not having it. You can have the key when you apologise. Then it cuts to the mums in the supermarket with the two girls and the nun rings her, sort of checking in to see how she's getting on. Um, And she says, oh, the nun's on the phone. Do you want to speak to her, to Esther? And she's like, no, no, I don't want to speak to her. And then she's like, oh, she's being shy. Mm. And then sends her to get some apples. But then, obviously, she's on the phone with the the nun. So Esther's like, what's she saying to Max? So Max is, like, looking. Because Max can read lips. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then she uh, she's 
she's saying basically she dropped an F-bomb on her and, and she may or may not have pushed Bender down the slide, we're not entirely sure. And then Max is like, what's an F-bomb? <laughs> yeah. I love that. What's an, what's an F-bomb? Oh, my, so precious. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And then she's yeah, she's basically saying that Brenda's got a broken ankle and we don't know what quite what's happening there. Then, well, I mean, Brenda shouldn't have been horrible to her. Brenda shouldn't have been hor- horrible really, to her, but then also it's probably not the best way of bit too, dealing bit too with harsh. it. She went a bit too harsh. Yeah. She won't bully her again, though. No, she certainly will she not. She will not bully her again. Brenda probably got off lightly, considering what happens. And also, well, yeah, no, I'll get I'll get to that later because yeah, I don't yeah, I don't we'll want to reveal that. it yet. But yeah, I'll get to it in a minute. So then they get home, and the mum hears like some proper classical shiz going on on the piano, and she's like, "Oh, a bit weird. What's going on?" Mm. So she goes to find the piano. Esther's playing the piano like a god. Start your day right with daily immune support plus extra strength five-hour energy. It contains all the great five-hour energy shot ingredients plus added vitamins and nutrients like zinc, vitamin D3, and vitamin C to help support the immune system. It comes in three great flavors, ultra orange, pineapple apricot, and pink watermelon. All this comes in a convenient portable bottle that takes just seconds to drink. No mixing required. Daily immune support plus extra strength five-hour energy. Get it today at your local Rite Aid store. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Damn pro. And then she's like, I thought you told me you didn't know how to play. And she's like, well, I didn't. I just said that I thought you might like to teach me. Because she was like, it must be hard to have a to have a passion for music and a son who's not bothered about it and a daughter who can't hear. So, yeah. yeah. But she was like, I never said that I couldn't play. I <laughs> just kind of... And she's like, that's weird. And she's like, telling the dad, and she's like, that's really weird, that. Why is she so good at piano? <laughs> like, an eight-year-old would not be that good at piano, surely. But, yeah. But he's... She's sort of saying... She's like, Esther's different with me to you. Like, you don't see all this stuff that's happening. And then he's like, oh, I don't know what you're on about. Like, she's perfectly pleasant. I don't... You know, it's fine. And then she says, oh, yeah, um, she was telling me about Joyce and how she was coming on to you as well. And then uh, he was like, yeah, I blew her off. And then she's like, well, why didn't you tell me we could have laughed about it? Because if somebody said to me... Yeah, this woman came on to me and said, "Hey, you want to move a chair?" I'd have a bit of a laugh at it. <laughs> and then, and then he's like, "I knew how you'd react." And then he says something about it being ten years. And then she's like, "It's two years since you told me. I'm still dealing with it." So obviously he's cheated on her at some point. Yeah. But then obviously he's a bit like, "I don't want to tell you because you'll think it's happening again and all that kind of mistrust that goes yeah, it's along tr- with it's everything." A situation. 
Yeah, so they're they're sort of yelling at each other, and I think it's Esther's in her room painting, but like you see the smile come across her face because they're kind of at each other because she's obviously orchestrated that situation, and she's like, ha ha ha. Then the nun comes to be like, I'm just checking in, and then she's like, I think there's something wrong, and then she's like, Well, I don't know what you mean because you said she was perfectly fine, and she's like, Ah, well, yes, but now I've been looking at stuff. She's like, trouble seems to find her. And then she says, like, I called her old school. And then she says, like, a boy fell and stabbed himself with a pair of scissors. And she was there. People were caught stealing. Yeah. She was there. Yeah. Um. This they, they reckon the house fire was arson as well. Yeah. But the dad, the dad's still like, I'm not having any of this. Oh, well, it's fine. It's fine. I'm in denial. I'm going to ignore it. And then they're basically saying, like, there's no contact from anywhere in Russia where she's apparently come from. They don't know where it is. So I think it's kind of, she's going to find out. So Esther goes to Max and says, there's a lady come to take me away. Will you help me? And obviously, like, she goes to help her because, like, it's her sister now. And she's like, yeah, yeah I'll help you. And she's she's quite, yeah. I think she's a little bit younger, isn't she? So she kind of just goes along with it anyway. Yeah, so she's, she's like, yeah, yeah. So then the family decide that Esther's going to a therapist because obviously there's something going on. But the dad, well, the dad, yeah. the dad kind of agrees. It's a good idea. The dad kind of agrees, but he's not really, he doesn't really believe it. But he's like, if yeah. that's what you want, if it'll keep you quiet, just do it anyway. So then they're in, uh, I don't know where they are. I don't know if, they go to a room anyway and Esther grabs this hammer the car keys and the key which have the keys to the safe on then she opens the safe and gets the gun out takes all but one bullet out russian roulette style and then says do you want to play to the little girl no and then she's like maybe later don't play and i was like oh that's horrible so that's like yeah so they sneak out to follow this nun who's like driven off and then she's like, we're just going to scare her and then she won't come back again and then she can't take me away. This is what she tells her anyway. So she's like, you need to get in the road and wave your arms so she stops you. And then, like, Max is a bit like, I don't really want to get in the road they, when there's a car coming. drag Max into I've this. been taught not to she's do this. Innocent. But then, basically, she pushes her in the road. Uh, the nun swerves to avoid her. And then kind of crashes a car, but then runs out and she's like, oh my God, Max, are you all right? Kind of thing, because you would, wouldn't she? She sat crying in the road. And then Esther hits her with the hammer. Oh, I didn't like it. No, she was nice as well. It was she horrible. She was nice. She, yeah. And then basically, really like it she, she gets Max to help her get her off the road and they sort of hide from this car to like hide what they're doing. And she ends up falling down this like sort of, gap in the thing but then it turns out that she's still alive so she hits her again until she isn't alive yeah poor little max is there horrified by what's going on and then she's basically saying help me hide her so she cleans up hides the evidence in a bag in the tree house and then basically says to her you've helped me so you'll go to jail if yeah, which is happens. a horrible thing. Which, like, a little actually... kid, like, as a little kid, yeah, you'd be like, shit, like, know. you'd believe it, wouldn't you? She'd be like, oh, God, I yeah. better not say anything then because I don't want to go to jail. And she's like, I won't tell. This is why you need to tell your mum. If something really bad happens, tell your mum. Mm-hmm. That's it. That... And, uh, 
Yeah, the we just need that to be like a kid, more fully enforced rule. Yeah, kid brother sees him come out of the treehouse and he's a bit like, mm, there's some weird shit going on there, but doesn't say anything. And then it cuts to him in bed and Esther wakes him up and she's got a box cutter. It's like a Stanley knife, in it? And basically mm. says, what did you see? And he's like, I didn't see anything. I just saw you leave the treehouse. And then she's like, did you tell anybody? And he's like, no. And then basically says, if you do tell anyone... She's like, I can't remember what she... She basically says, I'm going to cut your dick off if you tell anybody. So he's terrified because he's quite a young child as well and he pisses yeah. himself and then she's like, you've pissed yourself. And he's like, Whoa. To be fair, being woken up with a box cutter in the middle of the night, I would probably wee as well. It's pretty awful, isn't it? I know, right? And I then don't it... really have a huge amount of sympathy for Esther's No, actions. she's getting worse now. She's horrible. Yeah, she's not so good. So... It cuts to the therapist. The therapist basically says that she can't find anything wrong with her, but that's how psychopaths work because they project an image that they want other people to see. So, but then she's kind of saying, she's like, yeah, Esther's fine. Maybe it's you, mother. Maybe it's you and your relationship with her. And she's like, what? And she's like, I'm trying my best. Like, I don't know what's going on. And then she's like, maybe it's the guilt of drinking and the inadequacies of of what happened to Max and you're projecting the monester and all this lot. In this case, I don't think it is. I think it yeah. is actually And then the, da- the dad's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's what it is, yep. And then the mum's like, it isn't, it isn't. She's genuinely evil. But then, like, the, uh, yeah, the, the therapist is like, she's just very shy and reserved and sensitive and, and, and saying all these things. But meanwhile, Esther's in the bathroom sat like rocking backwards and forwards saying she she doesn't know she doesn't know she can't see and then basically just freaks out in the bathroom stall and starts yeah. like kicking the toilet roll holder off the wall and all sorts that's not normal no not at all so yeah she is absolutely freaking out and there's definitely something going wrong at this point the parents are at each other's throats and and she yeah she she's kind of saying she says something about about the therapy, and he said, well, that's what you wanted, so that's what we've done, and kind of leaves. Then she gets... Obviously, if you want therapy, just go once and it's done. Yeah. But, well, basically, she wanted her checking out. She said she's fine, so he's like, well, that's what she said, she's fine, so clearly it's your problem kind of thing. She gets a phone call from another nun who's like, did Mrs Coleman come to her appointment? And she's like, yeah, yeah, she left and everything. And she's like, well, we've not heard from her. So then she's like, oh, that's a bit weird. Then it cuts to the police finding her car. And they find her dead, I think, at the at the bottom of this hill thing. And then they're basically saying, have you got any leads? No leads. Don't know what's happened. And then it cuts to Esther sat in a room turning the light on and off from a fish tank. It's like a UV light. Yeah. And then you see all these pictures that she's done that look normal, but when she turns the UV on, there's like a house on fire and yeah, people in it and it's quite disturbing. It's yeah, it's not it's not normal sort of nice little girl drawings, is it? And no, and yeah, you're like yeah, this kid's probably not right. So then the mum starts researching personality disorders because you know. When in doubt, go and Google yeah. and you'll just diagnose it, it's fine. And you'll just diagnose the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. The, the first the first search result will be 
exactly what it Death is. Death and destruction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So she, yeah, she's basically saying, well, all these symptoms add up. She's basically got a personality disorder. She's playing people off against each of her and all this lot. And then she says, I'm not seeing that therapist anymore. And the dad's like, why? And she's like, well, why do you think? Because she's taken her side and she's clearly psychotic. Mm. I'm not having anything to do with her. Esther comes down and gets a drink. And then they sort of stop talking a bit awkwardly and then wait for her to just walk away before they carry on at each other's throats. Yeah. And then she's like, I need to know more about her and where she's come from. And I'm I'm sure somebody says, I need to contact Russia. I'm sure somebody says that. I've written it in my notes. I don't know exactly where she came I don't know if I made that up in my mind or that is a thing of somebody like, Hey Russia, what's going on? And then yeah, so she she's trying to get on this case. There's no record of this orphanage she's apparently come from, so they're like something's fishy here. But dad's still not bothered. Dinner is awkward because you know, nobody's speaking to each other at this point. It's horrible. Then it cuts to the morning where the dad goes to get Esther for the dentist and she, like, jumps out at him from a bed. And then she's like, I don't want to go to the dentist. And he's like, well, you know, we'll just reschedule it then because he's an idiot and that's what he does. And then he's like, yeah, we can draw together. It'll be fine. And then the mum's with the other two kids at this point and then she's like, right, we're alone. What's going on? She's like... Has has Esther ever made you feel uncomfortable or hurt you? And they're both like, no. But obviously they have, but they don't yeah, want to no. say. So they're like, no, no, so no. Why can't they just tell my mum? Just tell mum. Yeah. And I know, obviously. They should totally easy, have told mum. Yeah. It should be. And then um, like Esther's at home and she's like, I like it when it's just us. I don't think mum likes me very much. And sort of plays on that whole kind of thing with the dad and... And then and then he's like, well, he was like, I don't think that's the case. And he was like, maybe just do something nice for her. That'll, you know, that'll cheer her up. That'll be great. Yeah. So then mum's at home and she, and she comes in and she's like, I've got a surprise for you. But what she's done is picked the roses from the plant that she was shown. Mm. So the mum is fuming, obviously. And she's like, why have you done that? What have you done that for? What, like, how could you do that? That's a terrible thing to do. And she grabs her arm and then she's like, arm, 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 you're hurting me, you're hurting me. So then dad takes her side. The mum's absolutely in bits crying because the plant's been ruined. That being said, though, the plant was still alive. she just pruned it. Well... So if anything, it, sh- it should grow back nicer. It should grow... Well... I'm just saying. If this was a gardening horror. As a, as a, yeah. we're, we're plant people now. You've got to prune them to yeah. keep them nice. So I reckon that so, it'll grow back fuller and nicer. It should be a gardening horror. Yeah. Is that it would be interesting. Day of the Triffids. That's about killer plants. I think. Yeah. I think. Is it? I've never seen it. I don't know. I've never seen is it. it. About aliens. I think it's like alien plants. I think, but I don't know. So. Yeah, so basically, mum and dad have a row because, obviously, she's saying that she did it on purpose. The dad's absolutely having none of it that she has. In this meantime, Esther goes to the garage and puts her arm in a vice. This was horrible. And then breaks her arm in the vice. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, it's awful. And then... 
she starts. Me, yeah, it just creeps me out. All this stuff going she cry, on. She cries. She cries for dad, and she's like, "Me arms still hurt." So then, obviously, like her arms all bruised at this point because it's broken now. So takes her to hospital. Comes back, arms in a cast, and she basically says, "She's like, mm, well, what, what, where have you been?" Kind of thing. And then the dad's like, "Well, she, you've broken her arm, haven't you?" So you know, I hope you're happy. You better sleep downstairs. So. She's definitely not got anyone on side at this point. No. Yeah, it's, it's, I hate it when, when like, that's like one thing in horror films that really gets me, when somebody is genuinely telling the truth and nobody believes you. It's the yeah. most frustrating um, like thing in the world. Like yeah, I hate that. Like, yeah. I'd, I'd hate it. It's and it's like when, like, that. you know, like when people are, like, framed for murder in films and stuff, that really stresses me out as well because you're, like, yeah. telling the truth, like... Somebody believe yeah. them. It's horrible. Um, so then she goes to the wine shop, says she's yeah. having guests and buys two bottles of wine. She sits staring at it for a bit, but then decides to pour one down the sink. She doesn't have a drink. Then the next day she's taking the kids to school. The son's bag has been cut and all his books fly on the floor. So she goes to sort that out and Esther takes a handbrake off the car. Max is still in the car. So oh. Mum is running down the street, absolutely freaking out. Luckily, it crashes into a snowdrift and stops. She's absolutely fine in there until the mum gets yeah. there and says, are you all right? And then she's like, ah. <sighs> <laughs> and then, so then basically she's like, I know I put that car in park for a damn fact. I think she took it off. And then she says... I can't live with her anymore. She needs to leave. Yeah. It's getting to the point where my other kids are not safe. This is ridiculous. Dad still doesn't believe it. And she and then he's like, the kids found the wine. And then she's like, did the kids find the wine? Or was it Esther that found the wine? Well, I wonder. Yeah, so he basically says, you need to get help or I'm going to leave you because I can't do this anymore. Then uh, Esther, in the meantime, is threatening Max and saying, I'll shoot... Does she say, I'll shoot mum if you tell? I'll shoot mummy if you tell. So, like, she's terrified. I think Esther is in the bath, so the son goes to find Max and he's like, are you okay? Did she do something to the car? And she's like, yes, yes, she did. And then... She brings out all these pictures of, like, her drawing, like, killing the nun and all this lot. And she's like, yeah, she's done all this. So then he's like, right, okay. And then it, I think she says about the stuff hiding in the treehouse that she put up there. Yeah. So he's like, right, we'll go get it and then we'll show it to mum and it'll be fine. But Esther hears them at this point. So uh, the mum, I think the mum, mum's up and Esther has read her diary. And she sat reading pages from a diary about, like, her losing the baby and all this lot. So she's she's just like, I'm sick of you doing maiden. You're going. You're getting out of this house. Yeah. And I think the mum, the mum decides to go snooping and then the son decides to go snooping. So they're, like, doubly snooping at this point. The son goes to the treehouse to find the weapon from the nun murder. And the mum... Goes to find that di- that uh, Bible of hers, mm. and she finds it like stuffed in a teddy this time instead of the drawer. And there's like loads of photos of men in it. Yeah. 
So that's a bit weird. And then she that fa- is weird. She isn't sees it? that the book is from somewhere called the San Institute. So she does a little internet search and calls this San Institute. But obviously the people who are there are Russian and she's basically just going, do you speak English? Do you speak English? And then this woman says something and walks off and she's like, I don't know what you just said. But then, uh, yeah, so she finds, there's a guy who comes and he, and he gets on this phone and she's like, I'm, I'm trying to find out about a girl who came from your orphanage. And he's like, well, I'll stop you right there. We're not an orphanage. We're a mental institution. So she's like, perfect. Okay, that's not good. Not in a horror film. No, the sun. In real life, obviously, those places are not as frightening. I think when you hide it, it's probably not good. Um, The sun gets to the treehouse, but can't find this bag. And Esther's there, and she's like, "Oh, you're looking for this." And then she's like, "There's not going to be any evidence." And basically, sets fire to it. Sets fire to the whole bloody treehouse. Locks him in the treehouse, so he has to, like, climb out of a window. Then he falls, he falls and knocks himself out. And then the mum the mum sends a picture of Esther to them to be like, I need to clarify what's going on. The son's lying on the floor from being knocked out from this treehouse. The mum sort of sees the treehouse on fire and rings 911 and freaks out. Then... Esther looks like she basically picks up this massive rock and she's going to smash his head in like she did with that pigeon. But Max stops her because she pushes her out of the way. Good. Thank God. Oh, good old Max. I know, God. So he ends up in hospital. He's stable, but he's not in a good way because he fell out of a flaming treehouse. Yeah. So then uh, the mum... The mum and dad are there and the grandma's there, but she's with Esther and then Esther's like, can I get a soda? And she's like, well, your mum said to keep you here. But then she's like, but yeah, off you go then. Why is Zoe listening to the mum? If the mum says keep her there, bloody well keep her there. That's what I say. So she doesn't go to get a drink. She goes to Daniel's room and Max sort of follows to see if she does go to the soda machine and she doesn't. So she goes to find the mum. Yeah, good thinking. And Esther smothers kid with a pillow and takes his um, like harmonic thing off, smothers him, puts it back on and obviously flatlines. So everyone runs in because he's flatlining. The yeah. mum gets there and she's like, oh my God. And she uh, she's like, what's going on with my son? And they're like, he's in cardiac arrest. Uh. So she's going sick, goes to find Esther and basically... Beats the shit out of her in a hospital. But I was like, this girl is gaslighting the shit out of you and trying to make you look like a psychopath and then you've basically gone and done exactly what she wanted you to do. Do hospitals not have CCTV in their corridors? Because surely it would be a case of a simple check. But they wouldn't, they probably wouldn't check at that point. Not at that stage. Because all they've seen is a little kid... All they've seen from what they can gather is a little kid has gone to get a drink and then the mum has just beaten the shit out of her in a corridor. Yeah. So they're going to be like, right, you are losing yeah. your mind, woman. But I was like, you're just playing into what she wants you to do. You've got to think about these things and be like, yeah, she wants me to do this, but I won't. I will play yeah. it cleverly. So then she ends up getting put in the hospital and they're like, I think you need to stay here. I don't know if they're like section her or something. Because they're like, I think you need to stay here. 
you're clearly not in your right mind. Daniel is okay. And then basically dad's saying, I'm going to take Esther and Max home. That's that. So Max goes to bed, takes her hearing aids out. And Esther comes in to say goodnight to her and kisses her on the forehead. But while she does that, she takes her hearing aids. So she can't hear anything. The dad decides to sit down with the bottle of wine by himself um, because he's just like, I'm at the end of my tether now. I don't know what I'm doing. It's been a difficult time. It's been a difficult day. Yeah, it has been a difficult Um, time. And then I put Esther, Esther tarts up. Makes herself a dress in about two seconds. I don't know how she managed yeah. to do that. I was like, she's That's got skills. Thing. If you ignore all the, the murders and stuff like that... She made a dress in about five minutes. It's amazing. Uh, that's almost less believable than the murders. So the dad's sat getting drunk by himself and being all sad. And then you see Esther walking with this knife and then you're like, oh my God, what is going on? But it turns out that she's got a cheese board. <laughs> Which is quite nice. I was like, that's nice. Bring a man a cheese board to go with his wine. That was pretty good. And then he's like... It's not redeeming her, but I suppose that he might like the cheese board. He's like, oh, what's going on? And then she's like, I love you, Daddy. And then it kind of gets a little bit weird. Yeah, because she's she's like got a full face of makeup on at this point. Bear in mind, she's meant to be eight. And he's like... Makeup is just weird. Yeah, and he's like, what is happening? What are you doing? I don't understand this now. And then... And then he's like, I love you like a daughter, and that is it. Nothing else. Like, I love Kate in a different way. That mm. That's that's just that. And then he kind of breaks down, and he's like, I don't know what's going on, I don't know what to do, and starts crying. And then she's like, what does she say to it? She's like, let me look after you or something, and starts calling him John, and he's just like, no, this is weird, no, I can't do it. Weird. And he's like, go to your room. Weird. Just go to your room right now. Yeah. So she stomps off. And it's kind of interspersed with Esther going to her room at this point. So Kate is in hospital and her phone starts ringing. And she's like, hello. And he's like, is that Kate? And she's like, yeah. And then he's like, I'm Dr. Whoever. And he's like, are you with Esther? And she's like, no, no, she's at, she's at home with like my kids and my husband. And he's like, ring your husband, tell him to get out, tell him to get the family out, call the police. Yeah. And then she's like what is happening and then he's like the girl in the picture ain't a girl she's 33 years old and then she's like what and then you kind of see you kind of see her in she's like taking the makeup off her face and she looks really old and she's got like fake teeth in and and all this stuff and and like obviously the the girl who plays her is obviously a young girl and i was like well how how is this supposed to aged her up yeah and then they say like she was the most violent patient then. She was in a straight jacket which caused scarring on her neck and her wrists and they were like, You've seen the scars, right? And she's like, What? Come again? And then she basically rips all the stuff off and you see all these scars and you're like, Oh no And then basically the same she killed at least seven people that we know of. She tried to basically seduce the fathers in these families and yeah. when she couldn't she burnt the house down and she's like, Oh my god. I'd have been like, I was right. <laughs> yeah. How does she look like a young girl, though? Is it just... Because if you see, like, like, she tapes, like, her boobs in and stuff. That's and, weird. And, like, does her hair different and stuff. But she looks yeah, quite young really anyway. Short. Because... She's just naturally short stature. Because it... Well, it, it's... It says that she's got, like, a hormonal condition, oh. which it's... What is it? It makes like proportional dwarfism so she's quite 
small just, like a yeah. child basically but she isn't obviously but she yeah isn't. so she she basically starts to try and get to the husband esther's going sick in a room now she's trashed all her room and all this lot and then uh and then she sort of disappears. I think the dad goes to find her, finds this room trashed, and it's pitch yeah. dark. But the if, if so, if you're a thirty three year old woman, why would you go to school? Well, you've got to to keep up the pretense of being a child. Like I just, I feel like I'd rather just be a thirty three year old woman. But then it kind of it yeah dealing dealing school. with bullies at thirty three years old, dealing with eight year old bullies, I'd be like f this, I'm not doing that, no. I'm not putting up with that. No, I don't think I could masquerade as a child. No, no. Really, like I just couldn't. I just, I just would be like. I'd be like, I, I don't have time for your dramas. Play. I don't have time for your kid dramas. I'm not gonna be out playing. I just, I want to like just sit and read a book or something. But that's why she's time. always away by herself doing stuff, and they just think she's that just she's sensitive and and games. beyond her years. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so the dad sees that the lights are off but then sees that the uv light from the fish tanks on and he sees some painting on the wall and then basically sees all these drawings that she's done of like burning buildings and stuff and then starts to remove them and then there's like a mural of her and him on the wall and then he's just like oh "Oh my god what is actually happening then all the power goes out so wife can't call him at this point, she's driving like a maniac and nearly crashing the car every five seconds again that I just can't cope with. Oh. That's very stressful. Um, yeah, she's yeah, because she's pissing around on her phone and like nearly crashes about three times. I was like, just drive there and get off your fucking phone because you're going to end up crashing before you get driving. there. Yeah. Naughty. So dad, dad gets a torch and he's kind of walking around the house the mum rings the police and says there's an intruder in my house you need to get there now which i don't know why she did not do at the hospital i'd have done that at the hospital but it's fine dad gets stabbed by her always believe your wife let that be a lesson to you i bet that's what he thought it was like she was right and now i'm dead that's it listen so max sees a i think max sees a stab of dad so she runs away the mum ends up driving smack into the like into the wall of the house and through oh, the house. That's not the best way to to, to get. You there. could have just parked up, I'm sure, but no, no, no. Just drive right in the house. Uh, Esther's got the gun, so she's sort of walking around trying to shoot everybody. So mum's trying to find kids. She finds her husband dead at this point, and then Esther starts shooting at her. Max is hiding in a washing basket and I was like she's clever she gets it she I was like just Max, stay there yeah. just stay in the just, basket I'm just so glad that Max didn't get seriously hurt I know bless her I would have been like I'm not watching the rest of the so film. yeah so they kind of do this kind of cat and mouse sort of hidey thing she ends up walking into their bedroom and it's all like there's like rows on the bed and candles and she just goes what the fuck yeah. <laughs> which is fair enough she nearly drops the torch to alert her that she's there, but she manages to grab it in time. And I think there's a balcony on their bedroom, so she hides in there, but then Esther locks her out. So she has to kind of... She basically climbs on the roof, but then sees... I think she's in, like, the greenhouse conservatory. She sees Max, and she's like, do not move. Stay there. But then 
obviously, I think she makes a noise so she knows she's there and she goes to find her. And then uh, the mum's like screaming at her like, don't you do anything at her? And she shoots the ceiling that she's on, but then she falls and yeah. basically lands smack bang on Esther, oh. which made me laugh. <laughs> it made, it's just really comical the way they did it. I just It just made me laugh. And then uh, they run away towards the lake, which is kind of been the source of her anxiety the entire time. Yeah. But, you know, run towards it, why not? That's great. The police get there but can't find anybody. And then in the meantime, the mum and, mum and Max are at the lake. They see the sirens of the car and you think, oh, thank God, everything's fine. But then Esther comes running at her with a knife. Then they oh, end up... They end up I know, they end up on this lake... Um, and then Max finds the gun because she's dropped the gun. Little little Max fires the gun. It fires her about six foot backwards because oh bless her. I know, and she but she shoots a hole in the lake. So then obviously they fall in and they scuffle and they and she ends up like hitting Esther and then managing to escape. But she's yeah. still not dead. She like grabs her again and then they scuffle again and then she gets out and then. You think she's all right. And she's going to Max, get back, get back. It's not safe, it's not safe. Like, even in this time, she's like, you need to get off this this lake right now. It's not safe yeah. for you. And then Esther grabs her leg and then she says, what did she say? I think she's like, help me, mummy, don't let me die or something like that, like, to try and well, make her feel bad. Yeah, but then she, she basically just people. turns to her and goes, I'm not your fucking mummy, and kicks her in the face. So yeah. then... Obviously, she drowns in the lake. And then they kind of make their way back to the house where the police are. And then that's the credits. Yeah. That's it. Wow. Yeah. She was a piece of work. She was a piece of work, wasn't she? I've heard, apparently, that she... The the girl who played Esther is coming back in a prequel. Oh, really? Yeah, but I don't know how the hell that's going to be... I don't, know, I don't know what they're going to do because she is older now, obviously. Yeah, she was very good, was the girl. She was really good, wasn't she? What she I think she's called it, Isabel... She was very good. Isabel Furman, I want to say, possibly. Yeah. I've not seen her in yeah, anything else. Good. No, I have. I tell a lie. She was in the Hunger Games. Oh. She was one of the... Um, I think she was like one of the people who'd done it before that won. Oh, who yeah. came back to... I say that I do games. it or something. I can't remember, but she was it. That's it. Like the only thing I've really seen her in. Yeah. But yeah, she's really she like she is really good for for like a young lass. I think she did a yeah. really good job. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. she managed to portray a thirty-three-year-old who's pretending yeah. to be <laughs> <No>, Yeah. <laughs> but apparently, well, apparently it was based on um, it was based on a true story that they that had been. There's two stories because I had a look because one was before this and one was after this. Yeah. And they... It's interesting that one happened after the film. Yeah, and the one yeah. the one that happened after the parents, it was the parents basically said that this girl was not a girl; she was a woman and posing as a as a girl. They basically got her an apartment and then they left. They just moved and didn't tell them yeah. where they were going. But then she said that she was the age that she was supposed to be. So then there was that whole legal battle of that 
have they been responsible for child neglect, basically, because it left her? It's really weird. I need to That's... read more into it. Yeah. Only You could only do, like, a medical study to find out someone's age. Well, apparently, yeah, apparently they'd done, like, bone density scans yeah. and said that, that she was older, but then um, she's been adopted by some more people who said they've done tests and that she was the age that she actually said she was. It's really weird. It's so bonkers, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't believe it, would you? No. You wouldn't believe it. And then and then the other the the actual story was it was something to do with I think there was two sisters that lived together but I don't think they were very mentally stable and then this girl they adopted who wasn't a girl like lived with them and they end but they ended up they ended up having, I think the the sisters had children and they like locked the children away or something. It was really oh, that's weird. Awful. I didn't that's read awful. fully into it because I was like, that's really dark. I don't think I can cope with that right now. But but yeah, no. apparently yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? That's horrible. I can't imagine. I can't imagine like as a as a thirty something woman having to pretend to be eight. That's weird. I just couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it. To, to to do it permanently. Although I suppose she was. Perhaps her personality, perhaps, was mm. she. She was. She was so practiced at pretending to be eight that she, that was her. Her, her default. Like her yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I don't think I'd be able to do it. I'd be like, I'm just going to pop to the shops, do anything. But yeah, eight, you know. CV I'm just going to get in the car. Uh, yeah. I mean, whoops. <laughs> you have to go to bed at about eight. I always go to bed at eight. That's no different for <laughs> me because I'm up at one o'clock. So. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. That is. Yeah, true. it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. But that's not because you're pretending to be eight. That that's is not because I'm work. pretending to be eight. Because you're an adult. Because I got a lady. job. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I liked it. I'd I'd probably give it a four out of five. Um, I mean, it, it was very suspenseful. It's yeah. something we can't really stop watching it. But at the same time, there were quite a few bits I didn't really enjoy watching. Yeah, I'm glad that Max yeah. didn't get harmed because she was really cute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It would it would have been too dark if Max had got hurt. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Gar probably a two because of like the the ankle breaking yeah, and the ankle. bone Ooh. breaking was a bit disgusting. Yeah. Humor. It's not that funny. No. But when she did fall through the ceiling onto her, that did make me laugh. So I probably <laughs> give it a two. I don't know why. I don't know why. It just it just tickled me. Just, it was just yeah, well, it was just really weird. It was just like the way it was shot. It was like almost comical, and I was just like, oh, that's ridiculous. So. Yeah, it's a good one. I think it's a it's a sort of it's an easy watch. It's kind of yeah, you know, you don't really have to think about it. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah, cool. What are we doing next week? Ah, well, as as my uh, my search of of things that are on YouTube has uncovered, what we're gonna do next week? It's called Hand of Death Part Twenty Five. <laughs> Or, I think in America it's called Unmasked Part 25. Okay, so is there 24 films prior to this? No. <laughs> okay. No, it's a bit of a spoof. Right. It's basically a spoof on Friday the 13th. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, it's summer. Yeah. I'll give you that. So, for next week, yeah, watch, watch that. Hand of Death slash Unmasked Part 25. Yes, and in the I'll meantime, it it's ve- it's yeah. very good. 
In the meantime, we are on Facebook at Wonderful and Strange. We are on Twitter at WNS Horrorpod, and we're also on the emails at wonderfulandstrange at hotmail.com. Yeah? That's it. So, yeah, enjoy uh, enjoy Hand of Death for next week. <laughs> it sounds enjoyable. Oh, it's a riot. Good. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. Stay safe, everybody. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea.